0: Um, Shmini and the interesting uh, especially interesting story in the parasha of Shmini is about the death of Nadav Avihu who were the sons of Aaron Akoi. and it's their death that we want to investigate because it's presented in the Torah as something of a mystery so if you look at the first source Vayikra Peret the pasuk says each one took a a machta a machta is like a frying pan and uh, they call it a censer I think in English amino English there's a sacrifice that smells a sweet smelling sacrifice that's called a ketoret an incense offering, uh, often in English. But it's not so much of an offering as it is a smell. It produces uh, a smell. Um, and then they a with Hashem and they sacrifice before Hashem and esh Zara. Zara is foreign a foreign fire asher lotzi Va'uta, which they were not commanded to bring it was not a mitzvah to bring a ketoret sacrifice at that particular time (coughs) Okay, so the pasuk is quite clear it would seem to be quite clear that the dava avil transgressed because they did something zar and you know that the word zar appears in the book of Ayikra several times in the following phrase Hazar Hakarev Yumat the foreigner who comes close he will die Which which means that you have to play the the Mishkan according to the rules you can't defy the rules whatever they are so you can't go Further than you can go. <coughs> and you can't do what you can't do. You have to do it according, according to the rules. Azar, someone who finds himself in the wrong place at the wrong time, you must. He will die. So that's what it says in the Pasuk. Esh zarah, otam, second Pasuk. But they say, Esh vilif ma'ash, so it just seems like a straightforward kind of story they did something wrong and they were punished they brought an Esh Zara, a foreign fire fire a fire that was brought at the wrong time right, that's <coughs> an Esh Zara. and the next pasuk says, Riyam Mutu with God killed them that's the that's the story not much of a story but it gets more interesting when you look at Rashi. Rashi says what they say. Ash. Rabbi Eliezer quotes the Tanaim. Rabbi Eliezer Meitu Aharon Ella Befnei Moshe Rabban. The opinion of Rabbi Eliezer was pretty much in line with what we have said. He just added that Nadav Aviyu. Means that they didn't go to Moshe Rabbeinu to ask whether this was mutar or not. But they did it in spite of the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was right there. And they could have asked him, but they didn't ask him. And so they brought the Esh Zara, the foreign fire, and they died. Rashi and says, Rabbi Yisrael, onesh shtu yayin michnesu la mikdash. Rabbi Yisrael said that it wasn't so much the timing that was wrong, but they were drunk. Shtu yayin michnesu la mikdash. Okay, taydash uh, achar mitatam is here a notarim shloikan sush today yayin la mikdash. So in the of Shmini. After the story of Nadav and the Torah tells us that you can't go into the Beit Hamikdash. You can't go into the Beit Hamikdash Shatui when you're drunk. Right? Pasuk yimul vayomah Moshe el arod hu asher debe Hashem nebo e kadesh va'al pney kol haadam ikaved vayidom aharo vayidom so. This pasuk is the pasuk that makes everything so difficult. What does the pasuk say? I mean, until now we said they did an Avera and they're punished for doing the (coughs) Avera. It seems pretty much a straightforward matter. Right? This is like Moshe saying to Aaron, this is what was supposed to happen This had to happen What had to happen That Nadav and Avi Who did the wrong thing And uh, brought the sacrifice And were killed mm-hmm. This is what God has already said With those who are close to me I will be sanctified on the face of the people I will be given honor and Aaron stood silently and did not say a word so Moshe Rabbeinu says to Aaron hey Aaron don't go into mourning don't be unhappy this is what had to happen it had to happen. God already told us that this was going to happen. And Arah, Aro. he took it. He took it like a man. Didn't say a word. Didn't let out a peep. Now Rashi explains. Rashi explains this pasubu asher You see the Rashi. Hey So Rashi says. Moshe Rabbaytan says to Aaron, this is what God said. Where did God say? It? What is he talking about? So Rashi says, Rashi Echandig Behr, Vino Aditi Shama Levne Yisrael, Vin Ektash Bechvodi, Vino is the word Vad, a meeting. I will meet there, Levne Yisrael, meaning the Mishkan will be a meeting place between God and the people of Israel they'll meet there no aditi no aditi sham sham ala the Yisrael bechvodi the Nikdash is to be sanctified the local place to be sanctified it follows special rules right Nikdash. Nikdash bech vodi. is my presence. Right? The presence of God. Nikdash <coughs> bech uh, Okay? I'll take So there's this way of, of, uh, drashot. There's this way of drashot that since Hebrew is not vocalized in the text of this uh, Torah, in the Sefer Torah that you read from in Shul on Shabbat there's no vocalization so because there's no vocalization Chazal understood that that's in order to enable you to read the words in different ways and when you read the words in different ways you come up with different notions, so here it says, here the drasha is not that the, the Mishkan will be sanctified with my kavod presence, but the Mishkan will be sacrificed in those who give me with those who give me honor. It's as though they say, those who give me honor especially, they will be sacrificed for my benefit. They'll be sacrificed. Amnarlo Moshe L so Moshe Rabbeinu said to Aaron at this time, "Irona chi makom." I knew that something was going to happen, that the place would be sanctified by makom. Those who know God best, who are very close to God, va'iti Obi I thought that what that meant was either you would be killed or I would be killed. You know, as like the starting off the high point of Mishkan activity. Mimeni Now I see that they they meaning your sons, Nadava Avihu, are greater yet than you or I. So, this Pasuk changes the whole story. It's a different story. When we read the first two Pasukim, the Nadavaviyu. They bring an Zara, a foreign fire. That seems to be a transgression. And they are killed. That's the end of the story. Now, there's another story. There's another story long before the Mishkan was actually built. In the book of Shemot, at the end of the book of Shemot, when God was explaining to Moshe Rabbeinu what was going to happen. He said, someone is going to give his life up because of this. He said to Moshe, and who did give up his life for the Mishkan? Nadav And Moshe Rabbeinu says to Aaron, I thought it would be you or me, Aaron that one of us would give up our lives for the mishkan, so to speak, somehow, whether it's a sacrifice or some other idea. Now I see that it's Nadav Raviyu. They're the ones who gave up their lives. Because they are greater yet than you or I. Greater in sanctity. Greater in Spirituality greater in whatever parallel word you might use for all of that, but they are greater before God. They're the ones that God took. God didn't take you, Aaron. Didn't take me, Moshe. But took Nadav So here's Nadav We've uh, never heard of them before, but we've heard that they exist. And that Aaron Akkoim had four sons, and the older sons were Nadav We've heard all of that. But we haven't heard anything about them to make them this glorious kind of personality that Rashi describes here in this in this Pasu. Is Rashi saying that the death of great peoples sanctifies Mikadesh Mishkan? Is this a, I never heard this idea before this is not a secret text no but it's like I've never heard that concept that that's Mikodesh I mean, it doesn't sound nice we never gave newspapers we're the terrorists too well that's exactly yeah, so you could say that about soldiers that are oh. that they're holy they're the best they're so you're going to distress me I don't know what this means you distress me no I don't know I, I, I don't understand I'm not saying anything well I did read the Rashi yes yeah. I refuse to accept blame for that no, I said Rashi said. So we can discuss with Rashi the next time we have a chance. <laughs> you do remember that God told Abraham to sacrifice his son. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying that if God said it, they must have some approval rating. <laughs> you know, it can't be that. God would tell Avram to do something that couldn't be done. So I mean the con- the concepts are not always identical. They're not always the same. Anyway, in any event, I just want to look at that Pasuk that Rashi quotes. You see that Pasuk at the bottom of the page? It says and that's the place where I'll meet with the Yisrael God says to Moshe, The place is the Mishkan, mm-hmm. bichvodi, which in the Pshatl means it will be sanctified by my presence. Something that is much more appropriate to the way we think about it. Bichvodi, my presence will sanctify the place. But Rashi says, there in Shemot Perek Haftet Pasuk Mem Gimur Rashi says V'nikdash B'chvodi you see V'nikdash HaMishkan B'chvodi the first wide line Sh'tishre that my Shekinah the word that describes the presence of of God will be there o Medrash HaGadah Medrash HaGadah means Rashi says it's not Pshat it's not pshat in the pasuk but it's noteworthy it's worthy of us knowing it it's not that Rashi doesn't quote fantastic uh, unacceptable perushim. he only quotes acceptable perushim. usually what he calls pshat but sometimes he says here's a medrash agadah I have to tell you this (laughs) because it's so important now what's so important? Al tikray bihvodi. Don't read the word bihvoddi. Ella bim mechubadim shali. Ella bimhhubadim shali. It's a slightly different word, but that's that's what the Drasha says. Kan Ramazlomitat Bine Aronbiyoma Kamato. Here in Shmota. There's a remiss to the death of the sons of Aaron On the day that they put up the Mishkan Right? Aleph Nisan And that is what Moshe Rabbeinu was talking about In our pasuk when he said So Rashi insists at least twice Rashi insists at least twice that (coughs) that the uh, that Nadav and Avihu were predetermined to die on the day that the Mishkan would be built. How would they die? They bring the the they bring the Esara and that Esara the punishment would be death, it was, it was not just an arbitrary, arbitrary death, but it was a death for an averer, so how was it that HaKadosh Baruch knew, I don't mean knew in the sense of knowledge but I mean, how did HaKadosh say none of our view, they're definitely going to do that and Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand what was going on at all because Moshe Rabbeinu said to Aaron, I thought it was going to be you I thought it was going to be me right, so so of course it's not going to be either of them. They don't do anything. It's not that God is going to kill Nadav and for no reason. Nadav have to bring an H Now, why did they bring an H Why did we So there is one other thing I want to remind you of, and that is this parak kavdaled in Shmuel at the end of Mishpatim. El Moshe Amar Hashem V'aron Nadav Aviv Shivim Iziknei Yisrael V'shtachavitem Mirachok. So Moshe Moshe is told that there is a new group. You, Aaron, Nadav Aviv Vishivim Iziknei Yisrael V'shtachavitem Mirachok. You bow down from a distance. Now you remember Moshe Rabbeinu said to Bnei Yisrael, "Come with me, come with me up to on the mountain." and B'nai Yisrael refused they said they said no no you go up you receive the Torah and then you'll come down and you'll teach it to us but we, we can't go up we've had enough one theophany in a day is enough for us right in other words, they were standing at Har Sinai, and HaKadosh Baruch spoke to them said Anoche Hashem Elokecho right at the beginning of the seret that they brought and so Moshe Rabbeinu said this is this is the Torah this is how it starts this is how it starts because you know that the the part of the Torah from Breshit until Matan Torah according to Rashi Bnei Yisrael had already they knew that Torah they knew about Abraham, about Yitzchak, about Yaakov and now they were going to get the rest of the Torah so Moshe Rabbeinu invites them to come up on the mountain with him to get the rest of the Torah and they say no it was just too nerve wracking this you know, confronting God on Har Sinai. you go, we'll stay at the bottom of the mountain and when you're finished learning the Torah you come down and teach it to us so then HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu ok, they're staying but you're going Alei El and then there's a new group that is created Aaron, Nadav, Baviyu they're all going to go together. Then they go up a certain way. And then Moshe Rabbeinu continues on his home, So that actually there are three stations of Kabbalah Torah, of receiving the Torah. There's the lowest station, that's the Am. And then there's the middle station, that's Aaron, Nadav, Avil, Skenim and then there's the upper station Is Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe Rabbeinu goes to the top of the mountain alone that's Pasuk you remember that Moshe Rabbeinu comes and teaches them whatever we had and Kol Mishpatim could be the parasha of Mishpatim which has a lot of laws in it I mean, and Moshe Rabbeinu was saying you know like this is the Torah you have to accept the Torah before I get the Torah how are they going to accept the Torah before they receive the Torah well they knew part of the Torah already and Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching them the parasha of Mishpatim so they would get the idea they get the idea and so they said Naaseh Call Ash Ibe Hashem Na'aseh. That was their acceptance. Their originally accept, original acceptance of the Torah was with that word na'ase. Then Pasuk Dawit Pasuk Dalit. I just say that Ekola Mishpatim, if you look at the Rashi, Rashi says what are all the Mishpatim Shavamits vote in its tagubine, Uparaduma, Vidinim, Shiridullah Abba Mara. You remember in, in, in Bishalach, at the end of Bishalach, Bimara, they get to a place called Mara. It says in the Pasuk, Shayafet, Sham Samlo Chok U Mishpat, Bisham Nisau, Mazach Chok U Mishpat, Mazach Sham Samlo. So Rashi tells us always, these are the mitzvot. There are mitzvot that they learned in Bishalach, and then there are more mitzvot that they learned in Mishpatim. So they knew a sizable number of mitzvot already. And Rashi says that that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is referring to. Do you accept the Torah? Kol HaShem Debe Naaseh. That's what Bnei Yisrael say. Then pasuk Dalet. Vayektov Moshe Kol Debrei HaShem. Vayashkeim Baboka. Vayvein Yisbech Tachatahar Shtei Mishrei Matzeva. D'Shenei Matzar Shivtei Yisrael. The first part of the pasuk Vayektov Moshe Kol Debrei HaShem. He wrote down everything Rashi says You see Rashi Pasuk Dalit What did Moshe Rabbeinu write down? Mibreshit v'ad matan Torah V'katav mitzvot b'marah So what is this? First he taught them All of these mitzvot And then he wrote it down Well, then it's written down It's Torah That's what Torah is The inalienable Element or aspect of Torah is that it's written down. Whereas Tarash Peh is not written down. So Tarash Abichdav can be copied. Tarash Peh can only be understood. Now, this is what I'm saying is a little confusing because everybody knows that you could have a shas, you could have Tarash Abaal in a book. Said, <coughs> but that's a, that's a default position. L'chadchila L'chadchila, there is Torah Sheva Dav, The written Torah And the Torah Al Alpeh What's the difference between Torah Sheva Kedav and Torah Al Alpeh? Torah Sheva is inalienable It doesn't matter if you understand it or not It doesn't matter if you know it But it is what it is You can point at it Torah Sheva Alpeh only exists in understanding There's no such thing as Torah Sheva Alpeh Because it's Pe. So the Tarash Abaupeh only exists when you could formulate its principles in words. Right? That's Tarash Abaupeh. So what is Moshe Rabbeinu doing in this Pasuk? You see, it says again Pasuk, Pasuk Vah, hey, no, valid. Moshe it called it Rei Hashem. What did Moshe Rabbeinu write down? He wrote down what he had just taught B'nei Yisrael. What has he taught B'nei Yisrael? The Mitzvot in Marah. And Yisheva Mitzvot And Mishpatim. Right? All of the Torah until Matan Torah. So what did Moshe do right before their eyes? He created Torah Shevichdach. He took Torah Al Peh and he created from it to That's what Moshe Rebbe is. Pretty good. Neat, right? But why did he do that? Because <coughs> he, <knew that. coughs> he wanted everybody to know that they were getting Tarash Bichtav. That's what they were going to get at Harsinai, Sinai. Even though when Moshe Rebbe came down with the Luchot, there was very little of it written. But it would ultimately all be written down. That's how the Torah was taught to Bnei Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu taught it and wrote it down as he taught it. So the Torah should be And the second part of the pasuk, by even mizbeach tachadahar, So there's a mizbeach tachadahar. The mizbeach is the essential feature of the Mishkan. Right? In in other words, if the Mishkan has like, there are two valences in the Mishkan. There's the oel Moed, and the oel Moed is God to B'nai Yisrael. Right? God comes down on the tent and teaches the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu, who then teaches the Torah to B'nai Yisrael. So oel Moed represents God giving to B'nai Yisrael the Mizbeach the altar represents B'nai Yisrael giving to God now both of these motions are about a relationship every relationship has these two aspects to it right? A and B A gives to B B gives to A Otherwise, there's no relationship. That's what we call a relationship. What exactly the giving is about may vary from one couple to another. A couple could be a husband and a wife, could be brothers, could be sisters, right? It could be parents and children. (coughs) But all of that relationship is about giving. So the Oa, the Mishkan, is the place of giving. God gives to B'nai Yisrael B'nai Yisrael gives to God At this time, at this moment Preceding uh, Preceding Matan Torah Preceding Matan Torah Moshe Rabbeinu builds a Mizbeach What is the Mizbeach? Mizbeach is the giving Of B'nai Yisrael Or whoever is at the Mizbeach Giving to God At the same time, or shortly thereafter God gives to B'nai Israel. Yisrael gives the Torah so again you have a kind of a mini version a mini version of the Mishkan uh, established just when Moshe Rabbeinu is going to go up to get the Torah they're all included they're all included they're all included why they are Yeladim is a a question (coughs) but you see that what happens what had to happen before the Torah was given in order to establish who the receivers were they had to perform an act of love with HaKadosh Baruch and the word love is synonymous with the word giving that's what that's what love is I mean it's a few other things also but in its essence it's about it's about giving so uh, right and they they were totally involved again who are we talking about we're talking about Aaron and Nadav and Aviu and Moshe and the Shivim's Kanim and now some young people came along and they represent all of Am Yisrael in these sacrifices. Really a real sacrifice. A real, as though Moshe Abedin knew already how to do it. At every sacrifice of the Despayach has Zrikat Adam. You spritz the blood of the sacrifice. And then Moshe Rabbeinu takes the Sefer of Brit, Rashi, Sefer of Brit, In this book that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, it was the second time around, the first time around, what did Moshe Rabbeinu say? (coughs) <coughs> you see, pasud dimuk. By Avon Mosheva, Yisaper la'amekol deve Hashem ve'kol abbishvad. What does Yisaper Yisaper mean? Yisaper is about pair, right? It was the Torah about pair that Moshe Rabbeinu taught them at first, and then what did they say? What did all the people of uh, the people of Israel say to that Torah of Rabbeinu? A lesser form of acceptance And then Moshe Rabbi Turned it into Torah say Sefer HaBrit And he said to them Look here, here it is It's permanent It's never changing And they said seven v'nishma What's the name na seven na is about what we know seven v'nishma Is about what we know But also what we don't know We know there's a whole Torah that's coming we don't know exactly what's in it, but we accept it based on the Torah that we know. Based on the Torah that we this everybody has this dilemma, right? Most people, like 99.99999%, don't know everything in the Torah at every moment. And yet they can accept everything in the Torah because they know that the Torah Shabbat has a limit. And that the Torah Shaval Pe is an the interpretation of the Torah Shavichta. So you can say Nasav and Everybody can say Nasav and So there you are. Pasuk Chet, by Kach, Mosheet Adam, by Yisroch al Am, Hinei Dam, Haprieta Shakerata Shemim Mechema Kolat Reim Me'elu. This was the blood of the covenant, right? Pasuk Chet. Okay, you know like some things I explain more some things I explain less but you get it I think Pasuk Vayal Moshe Nadav Yisrael and so group B right group A is down at the bottom of the mountain that's all of Am Yisrael group B is with the sacrifice with, with the with all this action and activity is going on so so he says Vayal Moshe they went up that's in response to Pasuk Aleph and then the last Pasuk here on the sheet Pasuk Yud next to the last how's that? in other words it worked it worked whenever it was supposed to work whatever the giving produced whatever the loving did whatever was what happened here they are Nodav, Avihu, Aaron, Moshe the Shivi Mishiknei Yisrael they all became special they're in a special space they couldn't even imagine it they didn't even know what was going to happen so they saw something they saw something great but it doesn't, matter to, it doesn't matter to us what they saw what matters is that they knew it was God that's what that's what matters There's, there, some does you just know Those you just know so they all knew they all knew and since they were all together there were a lot of them there were 70 and, and 5 and Narim and they were all there So this is This is a second theophany. It's, it's, it could be, but it's a, 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 a theophany for only a small group, a smaller so group. The for <coughs> everybody. <coughs> now <coughs> the last pasuk but... says, No, I'm sorry. The Rashi before that, "Yisheva yechizu alokim." The three lines on the bottom. "Ayum istaklimbo." gas They looked upon him in a uh, impure kind of uh, attitude, since they were eating and drinking. that's what the talmudma said. Uncle is lottery game play. Okay, is translated differently. They are the great ones of Israel, right? And then he quotes several psukim. Atzile, uh, like it's a word that we use for for knights. Nobility. What? Nobility. Yeah, nobility. Knights, uh, the Middle Ages. Atzilim, <coughs> atzilim, noble persons. That's what Rashi. That's what Rashi says. The last pasuk says, Yisrael It's a difficult pasuk. But is the important part for me right now, right alokim. and it's right there, it's right there, and they didn't die. They didn't die. They saw God, and they didn't die, and so. Nadava Aviyu Nadava Aviyu had this experience they saw God they gave the sacrifice they went up on the mountain part of the way they were special they weren't like everybody else they weren't unique but they were special B'nai Yisrael were at the bottom of the mountain The Dava Aviyu were halfway up they were participating in the sacrifices with others, but participating. And they, <coughs> they were the inheritors of the mantle of Kuhuna. They were going to be the next generation of Kohanim. And so, so in an act of love, the Mishkan is built. And it's Aleph Nisan. It's the day that the Mishkan is going to become operatable. Right, for the last week, they take, it takes it down and puts it up it takes it down and puts it up. And now it's going to really start. And here's that Da'afi when they say to themselves, what should we do? What should we do? So they said, okay, we're not going to ask anybody. And we're not going to be perfectly clear-headed about it. But after all, we've had this experience before. It's not as though another Vati said, we're usurping the position that was created <coughs> by the halakha or by the Torah. We, we're not doing that. We're just looking for the experience to repeat itself and HaKadosh Baruch Hu said HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu one of those people or two of those people who were giving the sacrifice who saw God is going to pay the price of teaching Am Yisrael that there are limits that it's true everybody wants to be with God I mean, that's what religion is really about. It's not uh, just about following the rules. But we follow the rules in the hope that it will enhance our ability to connect. That's why we do it. And (coughs) if we thought that breaking the rules would bring us closer if, like, says, I want God to notice me, so I'll eat a trafe sandwich, then certainly God will notice me sitting there and eating. No. In, in other words, the limits are real. They're true limits. So the difference between Har Sinai, the difference in Harsinai, and the Mishkan was that the Mishkan had walls around it. And those walls determined where you could go and where you could not go. And the Oel aid was an enclosed space. And in that enclosed space it was divided into two, one third and two thirds. And the one third is called Kodesh Kodashim, Which only the Kohen Gadol could enter on Yom HaKippurim. And the other space was called Kodesh which only the Kohen Gadol entered every night in order to fix the, the candles and the lights and the... <coughs> and what Nadav Avil said was, we've already been beyond those walls and we want to get there again. Let's go. Let's go in. HaKadosh Baruch said to them, HaKadosh said to them, no, the limits are absolute. There are spiritual adventures that you cannot undertake. Because you cannot I mean this, this is a position of Jewish thought or Jewish philosophy throughout the ages. There's no way no way to uh, to divest yourself of your physicality. There's no way that we can divest ourselves of our inappropriateness before God. And the only thing we can do is follow the rules. That's all that we can do. And while <coughs> there are people, let's say, when I, was, uh, when I was able to understand a little bit about what was going around in the world like in the 60s. So there was, everybody was saying, well, we could shortcut it. We'll shortcut it the way to God we will take this drug and that drug and sit around and, and uh, I mean today, today it's different people take drugs l'shmo. but in those days in the beginning in the very beginning and when, when Timothy Leary was selling LSD right to Slobo Kalbach <coughs> I say this with great respect uh, when he was selling those drugs he was arguing that you could get an instant, you could cross that bridge instantly. I mean, why work at it? Why, why invest a lifetime when you could do it in a weekend? It sounds good to me, right? So he did it with LSD. But later on, I mean, you know, why, why do you have to use chemicals when you could use Naturally grown heroin or something. <coughs> so that, that, not the you represent, just as Moshe Rabbeinu, by the way. I mean, I did, we just not talking about it, but you know, Moshe Rabbeinu asked God to, to show him his face. In other words, I want to, what's a face? A face is the real you. I mean, if you turn around, if you turn around, you're not sure who that is it's not, it's the face that that defines you that that says, I know you right, I know who you are and that's what Moshe Rabbeinu wanted and HaKadosh said to Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe Rabbeinu you are and the bringer of the Torah you are and the understander of things you are and everything but my face you cannot see you have a limit you Moshe Rabbeinu have a limit and Nadav Avihu was there it was, it was a Zohar Kodesh Bible, but who knew that somebody would do it and Moshe Rabbeinu knew that somebody would do it and he said to Aaron I didn't know who it was who would do it <coughs> I didn't know who would do it so Nadav Avihu did it and they taught B'nai Yisrael that lesson that even Nadav Avihu even the ones who were up on the mountain, even the ones who sacrificed the sacrifice, even the ones who acted the love of God more intensely than other lovers, directed to God, even, <coughs> even they are not able, were not able, are not able to burst the barrier. Hazar ha Yumat, A foreigner can't cross the line. Only a Kohen can go here. Only the Kohen Gadol can go there. Only <coughs> at certain times, in certain places. That's what Kadosh means. Kadosh means it's not always accessible. It's not always there for you. Right? Sometimes, but not always. And that was the lesson of Nadav the Now, a similar idea is expressed in the Hamek Davar, which I'm not going to go through now. But you could try it on Shabbos.